What is up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we're coming at you each and every week with a fresh service to debrief an effort to send biblical truth. And what better way to do that than the power of conversation? My name is Mark Francis, and I'm once again your host today, along with the lovely Miss Battaglia. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. First name, Alicia. Yes, Alicia. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And welcome back. It's been thank a couple you. weeks since you've been here hosting yeah. with us. Yeah. What's going on in your world since you were here? We Well, we added another battalion to the family. My son married, and uh, so I have a new daughter, wow. uh, which is exciting. And so the wedding was lovely, beautiful, everything, happy. Um, so that... The prior weekend and then this past weekend, Mother's Day, my heart is full yeah. and overflowing. <laughs> lots of flowers. Yes, right? <laughs> lots of flowers, which I love. Lots of flowers and tears. I'm happy and tears. tears yes, yes, happy tears. I did not think I would cry as much as I did. But yeah, the, the photographer seemed to, every time I started to well up, the lens would turn and she would snap <laughs> a picture. So I'm sure there's going to be a fair amount of ugly snot. <laughs> Red eye pictures. <laughs> well, welcome back. It's Thank exciting you. to have you. And with us once again, Pastor Mark Carey. How are you? Speaking of ugly, red-eyed, and snotty. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are here to unpack that. Yes. Um, Caleb, we miss you. You can uh, we'll hold this down as best we can, but we are still deep into Romans. Romans 12 and going beyond verses 1 and 2 now, moving into verses 3 through 8 which is exciting. There's a lot of application, which is really one of the many reasons why we do this podcast, to really flush out and have this conversation, hopefully encourage and inspire you to, to live a life based off of what you learned and the truth about God through the sermon. So, Alicia, I will turn to you and just give us the nugget of where what you gleaned from the sermon. So, throughout the whole sermon, well, the title of this your, your sermon was Thinking Rightly About Me, but I was picturing... Um, those 3D puzzles. I don't know if you've ever done them. Mm. My kids, they had a Spider-Man one that they did, and uh, it was the shape of a globe. And there's all these pieces, but it fits together in this 3D shape. And I was thinking about us believers in the body of Christ, each operating as one of those little pieces. Mm. But the behind it all is is just this this gospel of grace that we've all been given, that that's, you know, that's the backdrop, that's our foundation that's holding us all together, is what Jesus has done for us, and um, but how he's fitting us together, these unique individual pieces that are specially de designed, but they have purpose for strengthening that puzzle. Um, and when it's all put together, it's a beautiful finished product, but when there's a piece mi missing, it's not complete, it's weak, it won't hold its shape properly. Mm. Um, so I mm. just thought that that, like, that was a picture. Or that, in or in the wrong spot. Or in the wrong spot. It doesn't work. It doesn't fit. Yeah. So it's, it's not just thinking rightly about me, but thinking rightly about you, how we all fit together, but uh, we're all um, being built because of what Christ has done for us. Hmm. Neat. Yeah. Well, we've covered a lot in these verses three through eight, and it, it does start with that verse three that you should you, you not think 
highly of himself more than he ought to think. You know, so it's kind of this humility is the very first concept. And, and then it goes on into that we are unified through Christ and then we have many gifts. And, and so there is a lot, Mark, to unpack, I, I feel like, for you. And you covered it very well. Were there things that you maybe we needed to flesh out some more? Well, there's certain there are certain um, um, kind of prerequisites in understanding this that go back to the previous chapters of Romans. So yeah. it's you know, so this idea of thinking rightly about yourself certainly has quite a few chapters prior. You know, our identity in Christ, mm -hmm. and prior to that, even just the sense of uh, of where we started from and our our depravity and, and none righteous, no, not one, and, and yet how Christ has put us together because of the gospel, because of grace, so we are whole in him in, in terms of our identity, uh, but we still have this element of the flesh. Mm -hmm. uh, we have to present the members of our body as mm -hmm. instruments of righteousness, and all those previous passages that we, we had talked about, and that's where we get tripped up, is the, the essence of the flesh and of sin is this self-assertive, self-focused, self, this self-desire uh, self, uh, um, self uh, to usurp God, to be preeminent, hmm. uh, and hmm. we're going to struggle with that till the day we die, hmm. until we are free of this, as Paul cried out in Romans 7, O wretched man that I am, who will set me free from this body of sin. So we're going to be pulled and, and, and torn that way. Now, as we grow in Christ, that's going to hopefully and prayerfully diminish, but I think we're, we're struggling with that. And mm. so what, when, it, when it comes to then how the body of Christ functions, and we're in this practical section of the book of Romans here in chapter 12 through chapter um, 16, but um, the thing that's going to um, destroy that sense of uh, how we are living the Christian life out and a life of worship to him and, mm -hmm. and uh, it is... Is not is is that fleshly, self-focused, self-thinking um, attitude yeah. that that is there, and that we're we're all going to struggle with. And so it makes sense that Paul would begin um, coming out of verse one and two, talking about now just don't think more highly of yourself mm -hmm. than you ought to think. Don't 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 aspire to, and I think that's almost the idea higher than or beyond what God has. Um, allotted to you, it says, a measure of, of faith. And I took that as, though he allots us all equally a measure of faith in terms of salvation faith, mm -hmm. I'm not sure that's what he's talking about because right. he goes on and talks about the, you know, the multifaceted giftedness mm -hmm. of the body. Um, so it's like in the Christian life, in our Christian walk, there's a there's a standard by which we need to look at ourselves, and it's a standard of the gospel. It's a standard of mm -hmm. our identity in Christ, and here he's saying it's the standard of what he's measured and poured out, what he's measured into our life in terms of our role in that 3D globe in that mm -hmm. thing called the body of Christ, and not thinking more highly of ourselves than we ought to think, but thinking with sound yeah. judgment, sober judgment, rightly about that. It's so fascinating that what you're highlighting is so true that the, the natural tendency of the world, not let's not be conformed to the world's thinking, is is this love of self. Yeah. Is is it's all about me. I need to think I need to think <laughs> like me me first, 
other second. That's the typical world perspective, you know, and, and do things what's best for me, you know, my truth, this idea that that's, I need to look out for number one. And that is the first thing that is mentioned here coming out of that passage verses one through two is be humble. Yeah. <laughs> Don't think, have a right perspective of who you are. And I think that that's so important. You, you, in your outline, you had, Pastor Mark, you had the five principles to shape our thinking, which is the principle of humility, unity, diversity, interdependence, and un unhypocritical love, which the last one I think you're going to hit on next We're going to spend a lot of time on that one. Yeah, That's good yeah. in the weeks to come. Yeah. But there's, there's that aspect to uh, our thinking that is so important because our minds are where we wage war um, against the enemy for the sake of the gospel. And that made me think about 2 Corinthians 10, starting in verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we're not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. And so I just think that that's um, so imperative to think rightly uh, because that shapes um, how are living and Sorry. we have to um, take what God's word tells us and think it through and apply it. Believe it. That's what he said in the previous verse. Don't be conformed to the world's way of thinking. Exactly. So that transformative life, that life change comes about when our thinking gets in line with his thinking. And it starts first and foremost with how he thinks about us uh, and how we need to think rightly about ourselves. Mm -hmm. That's core. Right. If, if that's off, then how I'm going to treat other people is going to be off. Yeah. And you had mentioned too that how isolation is one of those tricks of the devil. You know, one yeah. of the schemes mm -hmm. of the devil is, is if, if we can isolate ourselves and separate ourselves from the body of Christ, whether we're thinking that maybe we're not needed or, um, you know, we have our own way of doing things, whatever, whatever it is, our pride, um, whatever that's isolating us, that puts us in danger. Um, but it's to have that right thinking of, no, I am needed in the body mm -hmm. of Christ. Um, and I need the body of Christ. They need me and I need them. Uh, yeah. Because we're all one body mm. with many members. And there's so many ways that seems like the the enemy, Satan, wants to... Uh, I mean, we, we battle the world, the flesh, and the devil. And all three of those have that tendency to want to pull us away into that isolationism. Yeah. And, and, and for what, in our minds, seem like really good reasons. Like, um, I've just... I've just done some really bad things, or mm -hmm. I, or I've, I, you know, my marriage just went south, and and so I'm I'm just going to disappear from the church body mm -hmm. because I'm embarrassed, or I, mm -hmm. whatever. There's, you know, there, there's also, or my kids are, you know, rebellious, and I just don't want to deal with another question, and or whatever. I'm you just know. tired. I need a break. Oh or, yeah, or you know, yeah. I've been working so so yeah, much. And, you know, COVID, why am I going to do the same thing? COVID has struck, and I'm yeah. going to avoid uh, any connection with the church. Wow. Yeah, look. All sorts of ways, because Satan is hell-bent on um, separating us and making us in, mm -hmm. into isolationism. It's mm -hmm. that old illustration I've used before, but of the campfire. 
and you got that one little ember that pops out and it all of a sudden will grow mm. real cold real fast but mm. if it's part of the the, mm. the hot fire it stays hot and mm. and that's why we we need each other mm-hmm. um, but if we think more highly of ourselves then we also think I'll tell you one thing, uh, a person wrapped up in themselves makes a very small package and people mm-hmm. don't want to be around that kind of person. So <laughs> there's going to be a natural pullback too from people. You don't want, necessarily want to be around people like yeah. that. And you, if you think more highly of yourselves, you're, you're going to think um, everybody else is unimportant. Yep. Yeah. And so there's all sorts of ways that that kind of what we talk about stinking thinking can, can grab us and pull us under. And then well, watch out because now our heart grows cold mm. towards the Lord, and and um, mm. and that's and that's what it's all about. It's but the our flip walk side him. of that is when the body of Christ is together, right. fit mm-hmm. like the puzzle piece is supposed to be, and there's nothing that is like the body of Christ living it out, mm-hmm. serving, worshiping, being a light of, for Christ in a community in a country and in a world. And that's that's the power of even just the gathering, that small just just replica of what does the body of Christ look like. When we're gathered together, and as we've talked about the last couple of weeks, the, the time of singing and worship and being together in unison, there, there's nothing like that glorifying light to a community, to the world. Right. When we're all fit together doing what function, we're supposed to be doing. Function is God has through his enabling power. And mm-hmm. we and we begin to see ourselves in light of that and we see each other in light of that. Um yeah, I mean, how many times have you been in a conversation with someone and and it's like um, you know, uh, the, the question might be asked, now what do you do? Or, you know, like as if our identity mm. is my job or, you know, my marital status or, or where you're or from, where you're from yeah. or something like that. Rarely, even in the Christian community, do we kind of say, well, um, who am I? Uh, you know, I'm a blood-bought child of God who uh, has been gifted to uh, be a, a servant for the Lord and yeah. serve yeah. the body of Christ. We're all recipients of the kindness of God. And so we're all in the same level field, yeah. playing field. And you know, we've been given these gifts and uh, as an expression of love to our Savior, we we can step out in faith. And we were talking last night in our small group and uh, there were some people like, I don't know what my spiritual gift is, you know, and <laughs> and it's, you know, sometimes it is hard to know. And I, I don't think we need to spend time beating ourselves over the head because we can't figure out what our spiritual gift is. Um, but one way that we can definitely be used by God is by stepping out in faith and just seeing where, you know, what, what is it that brings you joy or, mm-hmm. or are there are certain needs that maybe you're in tune to, do you, do you see an area, um, that you think, Oh, that I, I could really step in and help there and just try it. Like, what are you drawn step to? In. Yeah. yeah I, exactly. And I think that's, I, I didn't develop that well or much, but that a point that I was trying to make, uh, at some point in the sermon was that's what walking by the spirit Mm-hmm. is all about. And it's mm-hmm. just, you know, we, we don't have to sometimes get all exercised over, you know, what my spiritual gift is. The main question is, how's my walk with the Lord? How's right. my, yeah. how's my heart with Jesus? Yeah. And out of that, if we're attuned and attentive yeah. to him, you, you, he uh, leads and, and I, guides. Right. And, and I, I had someone tell me, um, uh, just, um, the other day uh, after that sermon, on, uh, the, the person they were with, um, walked away 
and said, you know, I need to get, I, mm. I need to get involved some way. Mm. And mm. that next day, um, just the other day, stepped out and signed up for some involvement mm-hmm. in something. That's great. And walked away from doing that saying, just feeling the sense of the joy of the Lord mm-hmm. and doing it. Yeah. So, and that was yeah. my big takeaway was it was a call to action. It was mm-hmm. teaching from the word of God, hearing what is he calling us to do. And that's these next several verses in Romans is this kind of, okay, what's next? Now that we understand who we are in Christ, how do we live? And and I was in a meeting here at church last week where we were talking about, well, what is preventing people from serving? Mm-hmm. What is preventing that? And, and we went through kind of a brainstorm list, and it's really maybe one people don't really understand their calling. Maybe they need to be shown and taught from what does God's word say of what is our calling. And then maybe another category of people are, maybe they know, but they're just not doing it. And they need to be encouraged and stimulated and motivated. Or maybe three, they're they're just kind of halfway dabbling and serving and still not really there. And then maybe there's the fourth people who they're, they're full serving and they're part of the body of Christ. So how do you reach all of these kind of categories of people, the audience out there? And it starts with teaching from the word of God. Yeah. Yeah, understanding what our calling is from Him, yeah, and then let the Holy Spirit motivate us and call us to action. So that example yeah. that you gave with that person is is great because okay, wh- where they were in that category, uh, maybe they didn't know or maybe they knew and weren't being motivated. There's that call. Yeah. There's the prompting of the Holy Spirit to do that. And we, I read various uh, little snippets of testimonies of people yeah. that, yeah, that, that was, was put together, and uh, you know, there's just tons of examples of that mm-hmm. in in our local church body here. And we could have added so much to that list because it's not only what you do, say, on a Sunday morning, uh, you know, and serving the church, mm. uh, you know, and teaching in Sunday school or nursery or whatnot. Um, it might be working at ABBA. It might be mm-hmm. e- expressing that gift of mercy somewhere mm-hmm. or, or mm-hmm. giving. Well, and and mm-hmm. there, was, there was someone in our small group last night who didn't even really put together that this was her spiritual gift, but the fact that she she is a faithful prayer. Like if you w- want somebody to pray for you, she is going to be praying for you. And then she gives of her time. She she has this beautiful gift of service where she goes and gives of herself. And that is just huge beneficial, but she didn't label that as, oh, that's my spiritual gift. But sometimes we need the body of Christ. We do yeah, need the body of Christ mm-hmm. to help us recognize, hey, do you see how you're benefiting the body? Mm-hmm. Look at the, how gifted you are. You know, you're, look at how you encourage somebody, um, whatever whatever it may be. Yeah, there's a the passage of 1 Corinthians 12 mm-hmm. uh, that talks about there's a variety of gifts and varieties of ministries and varieties of effects. Mm-hmm. You may have a say a gift of teaching, and um, but you wouldn't be caught dead teaching four year olds, <laughs> but put you in a college classroom of mm-hmm. of twenty year olds, and you're going to hit it out of the park. Right. There's different types and layers mm-hmm. of giftedness. Now, I gave a definition of giftedness as a, just a supernatural ability or enablement from the Holy Spirit the moment you trust Christ to do something that that I think w- you would not ordinarily do in and of mm. yourself, that it is something, now we may be wired a certain way, uh, just by our natural DNA, the mm-hmm. way we're made, the, the, you know, who we are. Some people are more uh, outgoing, some are more introverted, some are more um, attention to detail, some are, are just big picture. Some of those are just natural, the way we're made. Um, I'm not sure how it all works in God's plan. All I know is that 
um, that at the moment of faith, there there is a, a special endowment, a special ability that is given to us for the express purpose of 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 um, of of uh, building up the body of Christ mm. and glorifying God, so that the body of Christ can function uh, more for His glory in this world um, mm. of darkness, and um, it, and that it is imperative that as we walk by the Spirit, we are vitally connected to the body of Christ and functioning in light of that, and that that is far more important than our educational level. Mm. Of the so, job. That, actually, that one too, of the people that wrote in a question, you're touching that on, on that topic right there. Somebody wrote in kind of this idea of there's this supernatural empowerment that happens, occurs when we receive salvation, the Holy Spirit. And that was their question. You know, was it there beforehand? <laughs> Does it get enhanced? That was the question yeah. that was on yeah. the table. Well, and, and my understanding would be, no, it wasn't, because it is something that it comes from the Holy Spirit. Before you knew Christ, you didn't have the Holy Spirit. Mm. So um, we have so gifts and talents. So there's eternal purpose. There, like, it yeah. has eternal value, whereas prior, it's it, you're, you're, not, you're not using your, your gifts for eternal purposes, whereas uh, upon salvation, then it's a game changer in how God uses those gifts that he's given you. Well, or yeah, but it could be that this, you know, Joe or Sally, um, they are talented. They're, they may have great uh, musical abilities or athletic abilities or, or great, you know, personalities of engaging people. They might be great listeners. There, there are some outright hell-bound pagans that I'd almost rather sit and listen to or share my story with than I would <laughs> to some believers because they just have a, a natural ability to listen. Right. But the moment of faith, something else is brought to their life into their life that they otherwise normally would not have had. Mm. With that's and that's where their mind is being transformed and renewed. Their mind is being re- renewed. Their life is being transformed, not conformed to the world. And so using those gifts for um, God-glorifying purposes for uh, his glory and for the edification yes. of others. Yeah, within the body of Christ. And maybe it turns right. into a realization that I can now use my gifts and abilities for God mm-hmm. instead of for myself or mm-hmm. for other man-centered purposes, that there is this eternal perspective that that the Holy Spirit will enlighten in our minds to show us that these things that that I have are God-given abilities, yeah. God-given yeah. gifts and talents that I can use for His purposes and glory instead of my own. Mm-hmm. Yep, and that's the exciting thing. When we look at each other in, within the body of Christ or a new believer, um, I mean, I get excited every time I, there's a membership class or a visitor's information meeting, which we're going to have tonight, uh, Tuesday night here uh, coming up. I get excited because I see people, and if they're believers, uh, and they're thinking about coming and being part of Fellowship Bible Church, it's like, wow, God is adding sovereignly. Mm-hmm. And there's something that he has gifted that person with that is going to enhance who we are mm-hmm. as a fellowship mm-hmm. here. And uh, or and, and the other thing is, as we disciple people and train people and they move away to another community or maybe just participate in another church in our community. We are, um, we're able to deploy, you know, that, that ultimately yeah. that's our goal, dependent disciples um, 
because there's something unique and and Holy Spirit crafted mm. in them that will enhance and make our body mm. uh, more than w- what it should be. And we, we need to look at each other that way yeah. and help each other through the difficult things of life that can sometimes cause us to not use our giftedness or 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 you know the, the, yeah sin or something and Galatians 6 talks about restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness why because for their benefit for God's glory and for the benefit of the body mm-hmm. and so and realizing that these gifts that we've been given are a gift from him he's the one that has measured them out and he's yes. the one that's given them and he's the one that is empowering us to serve with those gifts and then he also gives us a heart of a willingness and purpose uh, to keep unity for the in the body, and because sometimes we are selfish. I, I'm selfish, <laughs> but there's a that's where right thinking has to come yes. in in place, and I need to die to my own selfish thinking and um, purpose myself to step out in faith. Um, for the purpose of unity yeah. and God, He when that happens, I always get joy. Yeah, right. Always. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 wind that back. What you just said. See, I think what Paul would be saying is when we have that hesitancy or or for whatever reason we we're, we're not stepping out and being used. That's thinking more highly of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Well, wouldn't, wouldn't that be yeah. more thinking more lowly of myself? Mm-hmm. No, right. Because I'm thinking so high of myself, I got to protect myself. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be put in a situation where I might fail or yep. or people right. would think badly of me. Well, when you think that way, guess what? That's pride. Yep. Yeah, that's just sheer unadulterated pride. Right. And when we are absolutely abandoned to Him, and we know that in and of ourselves, there's no good thing. Right. Jesus said, "Apart from me, John fifteen five, you can do nothing." Um, but Philippians, I, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So it's the idea of the enjoyment of actually, when, when um, I'm dating myself here, but the, 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 the old movie back, in, I suppose, in the 70s, um, oh, see, this is extra, extemporaneous <laughs> popping in my head, you know, the Chariots of Fire. Oh, okay? right, right, sure. right. And when uh, Eric, Eric Little, Little was, yeah. was running and, and, and um, he was telling his sister, I think it is, God made me fast, mm. and I feel his pleasure mm-hmm. when I run. With a Scottish accent. Yeah, but that's Scottish accent. <laughs> so th- to that sense of feeling God's pleasure, because he has gifted us a certain way, and then we step out in pure faith. Uh, we get out of the boat. If you want to walk on water, you got to get out of that boat. And you. So what if... if it's a process. We, 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 that spiritual gift has to be developed. Mm-hmm. It's got to grow. We're going to fail. Mm-hmm. We're going to fall on our face many times. But that sense God's pleasure, the joy that you get, hmm. um, let's, let, let's just abandon ourselves. Let, so, let's let's yeah, not worry great. about me. I, yeah. I have, I, I, speaking from experience, I want to speak to moms with small children right now because... Um, there is a that is a season of life where you can feel pretty useless because your everything is so hands on, your brain is totally frazzled all the time, and you're you you sometimes feel like you're not using your gifts how you think that they should be used and all of that. But the fact that you are setting um, your life 
aside your preferences to care for your family brings delight uh, to the Lord. And he is pleased with that. And the fact that you are committing yourself to your family, sowing into your family, that is a spiritual gift. And that is building into the body. And that is serving as unto the Lord. And he is pleased. Uh, And he, nobody else is seeing what's going on in your four walls, but he sees and he is with you and he is empowering you to love and to care for your kids. And what you've just expressed is transformative thinking. Because the world's way of thinking is... uh, the, the previous, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm wasting my time, I've got this degree, I should be out doing something, and, and being sucked into this mindset of the world mm-hmm. that says, mm-hmm. uh, that's how I'm going to find my identity as a, as a real woman or as a real man does these, mm-hmm. do these things. And uh, we Christians have got to get our thinking in line with what you read earlier, mm-hmm. 2 Corinthians 10, every, taking every thought captive and getting it in line with what the scripture says, and then experiencing the joy and, and everything. Yeah, that's good. I, I yeah. want to say one other thing about yeah. gifts. Yeah. And there's different passages. You know, we saw this here, and I didn't didn't talk about the specific things of the, those gifts, prophecy and, and service and so on and so forth. Uh, Ephesians 4 has uh, some, and 1 Corinthians 12, obviously. 1 Peter 4, I read that passage. Here's my thinking as well. Let's say the gift of giving or, or teaching or leading or administration. Do you realize that I think when we're under the power of the Holy Spirit, we're, we're called upon really to do all of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gift of mercy. Well, I'm not going to show mercy to that person. I don't have the gift of mercy. Yeah. Well, no. You know, I'm, I'm not going to give. I don't have the gift of giving. I'm not going to evangelize. I don't have the gift of evangelism. No. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, when we walk by the Spirit, I think there's going to be elements because God is not somehow bifurcated or separated little pieces of us. So we we have the totality mm. of His presence within us, mm. and I think He's going to call us to to be a balanced Christian. In as we just walk with Him, we'll show mercy. Mm-hmm. We'll have a, a heart to give. Mm-hmm. That we'll have opportunities to lead. We'll mm-hmm. we'll be able to administer certain things properly. Mm. And on the flip side of that. Sometimes we are in life ebbs and flows, and sometimes we have to be recipients. We have to be the receivers. We have to be the ones who have to be taught. We have to be the ones who have to be served because we're we we all find ourselves in different seasons of life where we have to be the recipients. So we can be the givers uh, of the gifts. Uh, but we also, and that's why we need each other. Yes, yes. Yeah. I had a, a dear sister in Christ um, gave uh, Lisa and myself something um, here a number of months ago, and I my first reaction was, "Oh no, please, it, you know, we we you don't need to do that." Blah blah blah. And I saw the look in her eyes, and I've been around enough in mm-hmm. ministry to know. Wait a minute, Mark, you are just robbing someone. The joy if, of if if yeah, would, yeah. if if I had something I wanted to share from God's word that God had placed upon my heart and they said no 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 that's okay you don't have to share that with us mm. it would be you're you're miss you know you're missing something mm. and you know they are mm. mm-hmm. and so we graciously received it she brightened up and it was a win win for us all so mm. you're right you have mm-hmm. to be able to 
give it, but you have to be able to receive it. Right. That's how the body of Christ yeah. works. Real quick before we do wrap it up, you're touching on the, the last question that was written in of essentially, are there additional spiritual gifts beyond what are just written here in Scripture? You know, our passions are things that excite us, you know, of, uh, you know, I we talked about musicianship. We talked about um, caring for kids. We talked about teaching. I mean, teaching is in Scripture. But are there added things yeah. beyond think, just again, our personality think, traits that? Are and I think there's different the difference between talents that people have and spiritual, spiritual. gifts yes. that that is done. I I I personally do think that these are just suggested summary list because every passage is different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So again, the point I think is not so much finding the, the exact title and the definition, and then, okay, now I'm going to go do that. Let's walk by the Spirit. Mm -hmm. Let's just trust Jesus. Mm -hmm. And as we do, He is going to prompt us. Uh, you said it earlier, people are going to affirm it, mm -hmm. and the body of Christ is going to benefit by mm -hmm. it. And that's all we have to worry about. Good. Lord, am I, am I pleasing you today? And it goes back to chapter 12, verse 1, presenting yourselves. Yep a living holy sacrifice lord here i am use me today and he will mm -hmm. and that's will we'll, and, and and it's then, all in view of his mercies all in view of his yeah. mercies that's yeah. exactly right and when we function that way we will sense his pleasure mm -hmm. yeah as Eric Wall said yep that's great and we have many opportunities for those gifts to be used oh here my. within our church. Yeah. And we mentioned a couple of them, but I'll highlight the, the upcoming things. The children's ministry is one of the, the key ministries that right now, as we're ramping up this kind of regathering process because of COVID, we really desire to have families be ministered to by having children's ministry in the nine o'clock service, along with other opportunities. And so there, the FBC children's ministry is having a, what's called a rally in a couple of weeks. So be on the lookout for that May 18th, just a quick less than an hour time to really understand the vision and the heart of what goes on with children's ministry and how you can be involved. Because like we've just been talking about, it's about you giving, but also you receiving the benefit and blessing of mm -hmm. impacting the next mm -hmm. generation. So that's one opportunity. When we did our update cards a couple weeks ago in the corporate gatherings, but also online, we had a quick two-question questionnaire about are you a part of a discipleship group or a community group, and would you like to be a part of one? We had over 100 people say they wanted to be in one, and that wow. creates a great opportunity, but also great need. 50, yeah. we, we need people who are willing to step up and say, yes, I can help lead those times together or even host. So there's there's plenty of opportunities for that, along with even the counseling ministry. Because of that, you know, the, the needs are great and just people to come alongside of others and uh, be a part of that authentic fellowship, intensive discipleship component mm -hmm. of ministry. So those are just three examples yeah. of many dozens um, yeah. that we have in our body. It's an invitation, uh, as uh, John Ortberg said in his book, it's an invitation to get out of the boat and walk on water yep. and and just by faith yep. dependently say okay we'll 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 give this a go and seems see a little scary you, yeah. you never know sometimes but god will use you and and by the way yes. if, it, if it isn't the fit you'll know it yeah and, uh, <laughs> and you can try something else exactly, exactly. <laughs> there's lots of opportunities yeah. just coming to clean a little bit around the church or it oh, just yeah. you know you name it there's mm -hmm. plenty of opportunities so be on the lookout, go to the website. There's uh, the website, fbcva.life slash serving. Um, is going to give you all kinds of more opportunities about where to go for that. So 
thank you guys for being here. This is exciting because we're putting some practical conversations about how we can apply God's word in our life each and every day. So the fact of the matter, guys, is that sermons are not meant just to take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love and God bless. Thank you.